0: Self-Development with Tactics. So, hello and welcome back to Another episode of the Self-Development Tactics Podcast. Um, Today, I do hope that the audio is different, at least better. I do have some headphones now with a microphone. And apparently, this microphone is quite great. Yes, we're going to go ahead with A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. And I kind of think stopped that I... I kind of think stopped. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I think that I've stopped midway through one section of it. And so we're just going to go ahead and we're just going to move ahead while having severe performance issues. Anyway, the joy of being, which is the only true happiness, cannot move, or I'm sorry, cannot come to you through any form, possession, achievement, person, or event, through anything that happens. That joy cannot come to you ever. It emanates from form, the formless dimension within you from consciousness itself and thus is one with who you are. Why can't I read today? Why? and can I fucking read today? That is the joy of being, I said. You can only feel it when you get out of your head. Being must felt; it can't be thought. The ego doesn't know about it because it is what it consists of. Of course, it makes sense. You know, the ego is not going to destroy itself. The ego is not going to kill itself. Blessed are the poor in spirit, Jesus said, for theirs will be the kingdom of heaven. What does poor in spirit mean? No inner baggage. No identifications. Not with things, nor with any mental concepts that have a sense of self in them. And what is the kingdom of heaven? The simple but profound joy of being that is there when you let go of identifications as you become, quote-unquote, poor in spirit. Ancient sages of India called Ananda, the bliss of being. Many poets and sages throughout the ages have observed that true happiness, I call it the joy of being, is found in simple, seemingly unmarkable things. Most people in their relentless search for something significant to happen to them consciously miss the insignificant, which may not be insignificant at all. The philosopher Nietzsche, German philosopher Nietzsche, which is actually a pretty interesting one, and I do like some of his quotes and some of his stuff. Um, Continuously, no. Where did I stop? Um, In a rare moment of deep stillness wrote, quote-unquote, For happiness, how little little suffices for happiness. The least thing preciously, or precisely, The gentlest thing, the lightest thing, Elicits rustling a breath, a whisk, an eye glance, Little maketh up the best happiness. Be still. Why is this the least thing that makes up the best, quote-unquote, happiness? Because true happiness is not caused by the thing or event. Although this is how it first appears, the thing or event is so subtle, so unobtrusive that it takes up only a small part of your consciousness. And the rest is inner space. Consciousness itself unobstructed by form. Inner space, consciousness and who you are in your essence are one and the same. In other words, the form of little things leaves room for inner space, And it is from inner space, the unconditioned consciousness itself, the true happiness, the joy of being emanates. Period. A new earth, suffering. Once again, we're talking about suffering. It is quite interesting that it is a recurring theme in those books. Those, well, one could call them woo-woo books. One could call them esoteric books. But I'm going to call them maybe new world spirituality or a new time, spirituality something like that you know what I mean like um I think especially in these days people tend to gravitate towards books like these and topics like these more frequently I would say because I mean obviously we are in, in, in times of interesting things happening and so I guess this might just be reasonable a new earth a suffering. Suffering drives you deeper. The paradox is that suffering is caused by identification with form and erodes identification with form. A lot of it is caused by the ego, although eventually suffering destroys the ego, but not until you suffer consciously. Suffering has a noble purpose. The evolution of consciousness ends the burning up of the ego. The fire of suffering becomes the light of consciousness. The truth is that you need to say yes to suffering before you can transcend it. If the egoic earth Drama has any purpose at all, it is an indirect one. It creates more and more suffering on a planet, and suffering, although largely ego created, is in the end also ego destructive. It is the fire in which the ego burns itself up. To create suffering without recognizing it, this is the essence of unconscious living. This is being totally in the grip of the ego. The energy that was trapped in uh, the pain body then changes into vibrational frequency and is transmuted into presence. In this way, the pain body becomes fuel for consciousness. This is why many of the wisest, most enlightened men and women on our planet once had a heavy pain body. However, well, you know, let's just talk about Jesus there, you know. The amount of pain I just <laughs> had to look at myself because I look so shitty. Um, well, anyway. Well, I could. No. Anyway, um, Jesus, yeah, on the cross, which definitely was a painful experience and definitely was suffering. However, due to the unprecedented influx of consciousness, we are witnessing on the planet. Now, many people no longer need to go through the depth of acute suffering to be able to disidentify from the pain body. When you can't stand the endless cycle of suffering anymore, you begin to awaken. Which I think just totally makes sense, you know. If you're in a place, in a space, in, um, when you're doing something and you just hate it, you don't like it, you don't want it to continue, well of course you're going to do something about it, you know, subconsciously consciously whatever it might be but you're going to do something about that period fucking period a new earth surrender the surrendered state of consciousness opens up a vertical dimension in your life the dimension of depth something uh, will then come from forth i'm sorry from that dimension into this world something of infinite value that otherwise would have remained unmanifested Some people who surrender to several limitations become healers or spiritual teachers. Others work selflessly to lessen human suffering or bring some creative gift into this world. Yielding means inner acceptance of what is, and you're open to life. Resistance is an inner contraction, a hardening of the shell of the ego. You are closed. Whatever action you take in a state of inner resistance, which we could also call negativity, will create more outer resistance and the universe will not be on your side. Life will not be helpful if the if the shutters are closed. The sunlight cannot come in. It is only through surrender that you can align yourself with the return movement, the journey home. Which I don't know if I'm taking it correctly, but what I thought about immediately was when you are in a negative state, when you are feeling bad, when you are feeling um, a certain negative emotion. You know, it doesn't necessarily matter what it is, but one most often indeed kind of just crawls together and and kind of goes into this um, embryo position type thing and and just is not talking to anybody. It's just completely cold and so on, which is kind of making it even worse. And I know it myself and I've been in this position myself and it is fucked up. It really is, you know. You yourself just already being in a bad mood or in a bad state. What's going on now? You are only making your life even worse by just staying this cold-blooded, emotionless, Being instead of okay, um, I'm feeling bad, I'm definitely not feeling good. There are certain negative emotions that I'm feeling. Maybe you don't even know what emotions they are. This could also be the case. Like, I I don't want to say that we all know ourselves so well, unfortunately, not the case, but um, we can do something about it, we have response ability. We have the ability to respond. I do think, by the way, that if you dissect the word "responsibility" into those two sections, it becomes way better. I think "responsibility" has such a negative connotation. I don't know why. Maybe it's just me. Um, but having the ability to respond and having the ability to do something about things—this is amazing. This is great. You know, no, no discussion, really. A new Earth, the present moment, which is apparently now. <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out. It's probably going to be the last topic we're going to talk about today, and I'm actually quite excited to see whether the audio is fine when it is completely fucked up and I hate my life. We'll see. But in the end, uh, just a side note: it is my decision how I feel. You know, whether I'm going to be positive or negative or whatever it might be. It is my quote-unquote decision. Anyway, now, once you have reached a certain level of consciousness, and if you are reading this, you almost certainly have, you are able to decide what kind of relationship you want to have with the present moment. Do I want the present moment to be my friend or my enemy? The present moment is inseparable from life, so you are really deciding what kind of a relationship you want to have with life. Once you have decided you want the present moment to be your friend, it is up to you to make the first move become friendly toward it, welcome it, no matter in what disguise it comes, and soon you will see the results. Life becomes friendly toward you, people become helpful, circumstances cooperative, one decision changes your entire reality. And I gotta say, yes, the present moment is good, it is great, because we have power over this present moment, which is amazing if you think about it. The most important, the primordial relationship, and your life is your relationship with the now, or rather, with whatever form the now takes uh, takes it to say what is or what happens. What is reality, whatever is. Buddha called it tatata, the suchness of life, which is no more than the suchness of this moment. The decision to make the present moment into your friend is the end of the ego. The ego can never be in alignment, I'm sorry, with the present moment, which is to say, align with life. Since, it is, since its very nature completes it to ignore, resist, or devalue the now. Time is what the ego lives on. The stronger the ego, the more time takes over your life. Almost every thought you think is then concerned with past or future, and your sense of self depends on the past for your identity and on the future for its fulfillment. Fear, anxiety, expectation, regret, guilt, anger are the dysfunctions of the time-bound state of consciousness. In other words, you aren't ever fully here because you're always busy trying to get elsewhere. Which, you know, there is some quote about that. I don't know by whom it is. I don't even know the quote, but I know that there is some quote like saying, okay, if you're always somebody else, then you're never gonna fully be here, which just totally makes sense if you think about it. But yeah, um, it is something that I'm still struggling quite a lot with. being present and living in the now, without always thinking about future events, thinking about things that might be happening in the future, was often being something that um, I don't necessarily look forward to. And this made me and is still making me miserable. Certain days it is, of course, worse. Some other days it is not that worse. But still, um, it's definitely something to work on and it's definitely something to, to keep in mind and do something about because this is, this is not a place to be at really not it's going to make you feel really shitty um the seeing is the arising presence the moment you see the dysfunction it begins to dissolve some people laugh out loud when they see it this with the seeing comes the power of choice the choice of saying yes to the now of making it into your friend everything seems to be subject to time yet it all happens in the now this is the paradox what the future holds for you depends on your state of consciousness. Now, time, that is to say past and future, is what's the false mind made. I uh, made self, I'm sorry. The ego lives on and, times is, and time is in your mind. It isn't something that has an objective existence out there. It is, uh, it is a mind structure needed for sensory perception, indispensable for practical purpose, but the greatest hindrance to knowing yourself. Times, the horizontal dimension of life, the surface layer of reality. Then there is the vertical dimension of depth accessible to you only through the portal of the present moment. So instead of adding time to yourself, remove time. The elimination of time from your consciousness is the elimination of ego. It is the only true spiritual practice. Being present is always infinitely more powerful than anything one could say or do. Although sometimes being present can give... Rise to words or actions, which probably is something about you know negative thoughts, negative actions, whatever it might be, but it is still great to be present. And by the way, I don't know how I came to this conclusion or this thought, but when I'm drinking, you know, and I tend to really drink a lot when I'm drinking, you know, which is kind of the um, you know, I'm always living in extremes. Either I'm not drinking anything, I'm sticking to it, I really am, or I'm drinking quite a lot. You know, both sides, um, well, the drinking a lot side is not ideal. The uh, not drinking anything side is just completely fine and it depends on your beliefs and how you think about things. But um, always when I'm really drunk, I am really present. Maybe just because I'm, I'm having to deal with me feeling not that well. Maybe it is because I just feel the moment. And I do think this exemplifies a plane um, that drugs do have good sides. Um, I think they have, for really quite a long time, been used to um, yeah, well, we're used to using them in a way that is beneficial to the body, to the mind, to the person that is using them. Um, whether we're talking about ayahuasca, whether we're talking about some other drug, but I think that um, indeed you can use it in a great way. Of course, there's going to be downsides. Of course, there's going to be the next day you're feeling shitty. Of course, there's going to be some drawbacks, but this just only makes sense because, you know, why should that be something that's only having upsides? Like, it's not going to happen. It really is just not going to happen. Anyway, um, I'm going to see you next time. I do hope that you've liked it. And um, with that being said, bye-bye.